for Radio 1 91FM podcast. And we're joined by John O'Not of Oh No No. John O, how are you going this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thank you for, for coming on. How's your morning been so far? Um, well, it seems like we're not quite as fortunate in Wellington this morning. <laughs> We've got a bit of a cold, windy day. But it makes me very excited to be down south in Dunedin if it's going to be sunny. Yeah, well, I mean... Oh, I hate to do spoilers for you, but I looked at the weather forecast for the end of the week, and it is looking like it's a little bit raining, but we can't trust the three-day forecast. If there's anything I learned in my geography degree, it's we cannot trust the three-day forecast, so fingers it's crossed really for true. you. <laughs> um, so you you are down uh, Friday, 9th of July. You're playing a gig at Dive. You are, is this, uh, you're on a, an extensive July tour, seven-date tour for your new album release. Congratulations. Thank you so much, yeah. How's the tour gone so far? We had a great um, first weekend in Blenheim and Wellington, just been. Um, I'm from Blenheim, so nice to start with a little hometown show. Uh, lots of friends and family there, and the plant were very accommodating and um, put on one uh, one of their two last gigs um, at the old spot. So um, it was really great. Um, we, we hit over on the Inter-Islander, and uh, <laughs> we made the most of the weekend, I reckon. Um, I the love Wellington that. show was also really fun. Um, but yeah, looking forward to getting down south. Awesome. D- does the Inter Islander still do you get free um, tickets if you play while you're on it? I believe they do do that from time to time. We were unfortunate in the sense that at the point at the point we booked, I think they had already... Oh, no. Uh, for some reason they had... Um, they weren't doing it in the middle of winter or something. Oh, yeah. Maybe they just heard about us and like, no, don't do <laughs> Imagine that if there's like animosity between artists in New Zealand because <laughs> they stole the Inter-Islander slot from another one. <laughs> oh, I was really looking forward to doing a sort of really chill ambient set. I got into a phase of making a lot of ambient music a few months ago Yeah. before the record came out. And I thought, like, oh, this would be perfect for the Inter-Islander. <laughs> in the past, we've done that with Hans Tuckett and I was just playing... Garage band drums with an oxcord plugged into a speaker with Helen and Ollie. And, uh, it actually worked really well. But I can't believe that. That's awesome. It was like an early morning swell. There's this poor kid sitting in front of us just spewing while we're oh. to him. But it was a, a really weird paradox. It's so. I mean, this is the most inter-islander thing. I can, can you imagine if it was that whole scene, but then the propeller also fell off? Like if it was that. Yeah, that's <laughs> the last thing that needed to happen. Oh, that's amazing. Um, well, to get, get back on track, I guess, uh, it must be amazing to go back to your hometown to play uh, play a gig where you're performing something that you've put so much uh, time and love into. So how was that? Like, I guess you would have played quite a few gigs in Blenheim. Yeah, over the years. I mean, it's, I used to play lots of... Um, in a covers band so I used to play lots there mm. um, when I was growing up and kind of in my formative years I guess but um, getting back there and um, playing for all my family my aunties and uncles heaps of um, cousins and stuff that came out and it's kind of cool because it's like it was a real nice first show to have because you know like first pancake it's always going to be a little bit wobbly and um, <laughs> you bubbles you know yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but uh, the kind of crowd who are going to be like even if you played really bad they're going to be like that was so good oh, yeah that's, so awesome. <laughs> that's the great thing about family right well actually any crowd i think because an artist is always going to be the toughest on their own performance of course and yeah. you're, you're going to nitpick things that most like casual music listeners probably wouldn't even notice 
Yeah, even catastrophic failures, sometimes people wouldn't notice them. When people break strings. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the beauty about playing new songs as well sometimes. People are like, oh, I've actually I've heard this one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah well, we forgot, we forgot the chorus, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. So, um, now, yeah, this weekend is Dive Bar, uh, Friday 9th of J- July. Have you played much in Dunedin as Oh No No? We have done one show there before at Dive, when it used to be called mm. The Cook, I believe. Yes, correct. Um, that was, I think, in about 2018. We came through um, Radio 1 and did a live to ear with the great uh, Stephen Ma. Oh, yes. Um, and that was really fun. That was sort of the previous iteration of the band with a lot more guitars and only one mm. keyboard oh when now we've um we've put down the guitars and we've picked <laughs> up two more keyboards <laughs> wait two um, more so there's three yeah. oh my so goodness quite, yeah it's become quite a sort of synth pop setup um we're running and we've got a few different people in the band now so that last sort of group of guys i was playing with um everyone became busy with other things mm. And uh, like Ezra with Earth Tongue and Callum Devlin now living in Auckland and making the sports team videos um, <laughs> and so on and so forth. So I've got a bunch of other incredible Wellington musicians playing with me this time. Wonderful. So is um, that what sparked the uh, the musical change just because old members were unavailable? Is that where you decided to go like, okay, let's try, you know, let's get rid of the strings, get on the keys again? I think it was kind of in tandem with... Um, my musical style changing as well and mm. perhaps it was influenced by that as well I think but um, I was really wanting to make some more sort of produced pop music and, and sort of get down that path and, and leaning into sort of involving more technology and like sort of making it like a big pop band you know as, as much as I could yeah, um, from the ground up so so that was real fun um, and of yeah the, the people who I have playing with me now I've got Sam Notman um, Caitlin Little and Leo Coggini who are like probably the three busiest musicians in Wellington. <laughs> They're like extremely hard to uh, lock in this tour. We, we got the dates locked in ages ago. Oh. <laughs> so busy. And but, it's, um, it's awful with living in a COVID world as well because if there's an outbreak and you have to reschedule the tour, it's not as easy as just going, yeah, I'm free that weekend because you have to no, work around exactly. everything. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> We've been lucky enough to have um, Gussie from Mermaidens um, helping us book this tour though. She's doing some oh, amazing banished uh, music so yeah, it's actually been um, a very enjoyable experience having um, like a team of people working on it, which is which is great. Amazing. That's good. That's amazing. And I mean, I just want to talk about your other projects for a moment. You've been in so many: Uncle Dave, Red Sky Blues, uh, Broods, Hans Puckett. Is I absolutely love Hans Puckett, and it's my absolute. Um, I'm distraught that I've never caught them live, um, but oh, yeah. I just want to. Not, not yet. Oh, I like that. I really like that. Yeah, absolutely. Not yet. So I, I just want to congratulate you on your um. You you've got your finger in a lot of pies, and it's, it's such a broad range of uh, music as well, which is so so cool to see artists exploring different avenues. Yeah, I feel like um, I think this where we own and is now is kind of a bit of a melting pot of all those different things that I've learned or that I've wanted to make in those different projects and mm. haven't found a home for that and it kind of exists in this in this space which is kind of like my own sort of uh, outlet I guess mm. um, but yeah so grateful to all those other um, collaborators and and people who I've played with like I've learned a lot from my cousins especially like about how to just lean into 
your guilty pleasure that is pop and, and like make the most of that and um, make it work for live setting. It's kind of the model of the live show. It's kind of based off what I what I have seen a lot of pop bands doing, mm. um, but on a much lesser scale. And but I think it works. And there's still a lot of sort of heavy elements from like Red Sky Blues and Uncle Dave that um, I will always try and incorporate into these sort of glitzy pop songs. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm glad you brought up Guilty Pleasure because I read an interview of yours from a while ago, so you might not remember this, but it said uh, your guilt, your musical Guilty Pleasure was Now You're Gone by Bass Hunter. Do you still stand by that? That is one of, one of many. <laughs> one of many. <laughs> <laughs> I think an even bigger Guilty Pleasure, and I'm not even guilty, I don't even feel guilty for it, is um, Tina Arena's album. The song, uh, the song in particular is Chains, which Matt Corby covered. Um, oh, well. yeah. But, um, some people might have heard that. That was a huge, um, hugely influential album before I even realised that it was an influence on me. Like, I sort of came <laughs> back to it, and I remembered, like, driving down from Blenheim to Kaikoura, and um, my mum had it on cassette tape, and we were just listening <laughs> to that, like, twice. The whole drive. You know? I love that. That is amazing. I love um, what you said as well. Like often, guilty pl- when people are sharing their guilty pleasures, they're not actually that guilty because they're usually quite, you know, good good things. Like yeah. a guilty pleasure, you really wouldn't actually share with anyone because it's that gu- guilty, you know. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think recently in the last you know five maybe ten years as well, um, like people are a lot more sort of. The, pop, the, the idea of pop music has changed as well, mm. and, and it, I remember when I was young, I used to be like, I don't listen to rock music, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Staunch about that, and but now I'm like totally like, of course I listened to heaps of pop music when I was growing up, and yeah, I think it's it's hugely. I mean, you, you can't avoid it in a lot of a lot of places. Yeah, it's put it, it in your face, and it is what it is. And absolutely, and the nature of pop music is it's gonna, it, it, it's pop, it's pop, it's popular, so it's you know. It shouldn't yeah. be a guilty pleasure enjoying it because it's always going to incorporate elements of different genres and pop music is always going to change if you look at how it's uh, developed over the years and you'd find elements of pop and punk and, you know, it's exactly. it yeah. shouldn't be as guilty as people make it out to be. Yeah, that's totally true. Pop music is a very broad term. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jono, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, and all the best for Friday's gig. I'm actually going up to Pornicky, so I will miss it, but uh, I hope oh. to catch you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Every time. But um, good luck for the rest of the tour, and congratulations on the new album as well. Thank you so much, and thanks for thanks for chatting to me. Oh, no worries. Any time. Any time. Let me know next time you're in uh, Otipoti. <laughs> will do. Thank awesome. you so much. Cheers. Well, here is Oh No No's Charms. It is the one of the singles off their new album. You can catch them at Dive Bar this Friday, 9th of July. And uh, the, go check them out on Spotify. The album cover is fantastic. It features Crocs, the most durable uh, shoe of all time. Here you go, Oh No No with Charms. Keep it locked on 91FM.
That was the Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.